0: Well, I have an unusual one for you today. Uh, Not what I thought I would do at all. But uh, Holy Spirit has the right to take me anywhere he wants. I always pray, what do you want? And uh, so um, I felt like he was taking me this way. Matthew 16, verse 13 through 19. New King James Version. When Jesus came into the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? They said, Some say John the Baptist, some Elijah, others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. He said to them, But who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered and said, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus answered and said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Bar-Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I also say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not prevail against it. Remember, gates in Scripture refer to where people of, of authority set. It is where the government seat is government leaders set there the rulers of hell or any rulers um, of government that have the influence of darkness hell on it they will not prevail now the message bible matthew chapter 16 verse 13 through 19 when jesus arrived in the villages of caesarea philippi he asked his disciples what are people saying about who the son of man is In other words, what are they saying about me? They replied, some think he is John the baptizer. Some say Elijah. Some Jeremiah or one of the prophets. And he pressed them. He pressed them, and how about you? Who do you say I am? Simon Peter said, you're the Christ, the Messiah, the son of the living God. Jesus came back. God bless you, Simon, son of Jonah. You didn't get that answer out of books or from teachers. My father in heaven, God himself, let you in on that secret of who I really am. And now I'm going to tell you who you really are. You're Peter, a rock. This is the rock on which I will put together my church, a church so expansive with energy that not even the gates of hell will be able to keep it out. Earth's government, leaders that are influenced by darkness will not keep it out. And that's not all. You will have complete and free access to God's kingdom, keys to open any and every door. No more barriers between heaven and earth, earth and heaven. A yes on earth is a yes in heaven. A no on earth is a no in heaven. Jesus asked his disciples a couple of questions. Number one, who do people say I am? Now this would include who does, who does the society say that I am? Who does the government say I am? Who does academia say that, that I am? What are the various people groups of the nation saying about me? What does the world have to say about me? Evidently, Jesus was very interested interested in what that was. Who do people say that I am? Another question that he asked was, how about you? Who do you say that I am? Evidently, he was very interested in that answer as well. He He was paying attention to that as well. The Apostle Peter answered, and he answered the question essentially saying, the people don't know who you are, not really. Perhaps you're one of the prophets come back, maybe Elijah, maybe Jeremiah, maybe even John the Baptist, but they are really clueless as to who you really are. They are surmising who you are. Actually, some are believing lies concerning Who you are some just make stuff up, but but I say you're the Christ. I say You're the Messiah. I say you're the son of the living God And Jesus answer to him is quite Insightful. He said to him you didn't get that out of a book And you did not get that from a teacher My father revealed that to you. My Father in heaven, Almighty God, has told you that. And now that you know who I really am, you can now know who you really are. Clearly, you cannot know who who you really are till you know who He really is and say who He really is. Verbalize it communicated. And then Jesus says, you are no longer going to be called Simon. Simon means a, a reed that grows beside the waters or ponds. It's very brittle. It's, it's weak. It's easily broken. I will no longer, you will no longer be called Simon. You are now going to be called Rock. I'm going to start calling you Rock because knowing who I am, Will change your identity. It will change your nature. It will strengthen you. It will stabilize you. It will cause you to be rock steady. And then Jesus, he ties these first two questions, these first two statements, he ties it to something else. And we need to see that. He then says, on this rock, This rock of revelation of my Father, on revelation knowledge, knowledge that is given by the Holy Spirit, because He had also talked to them about Holy Spirit being the Spirit of truth and how Holy Spirit would teach them what to say. He would even reveal things to come to them. On this rock of revelation, I am going to build my ecclesia. That, of course, is... The Greek word for church, we know that. It's used 113 times in the New Testament. When you see the word church, it is the Greek word, ekklesia, meaning a ruling and reigning spiritual governing body, spiritual governing body that will affect earth and disciple nations. Matthew 28:19 says it is to disciple nations. We have reversed that. The last 40 or 50 years, the world has discipled the church. It's not supposed to be that way. Government is trying to disciple the church. That is not how it's to be. Academia is trying to disciple the church. We cannot let that happen. It also means a ruling and reigning spiritual body that influences natural governments and influences the culture of nations. On this supernatural revelation, I will build my ecclesia, and it's an ecclesia so expansive with energy that not even the gates of hell or the government of hell will be able to keep it out. And, and that's not all, you will have free access to God's kingdom. Keys to open any and every door. No more barriers between heaven and earth, earth and heaven. A yes on earth is a yes in heaven. A no on earth is a no in heaven. Now Jesus merges all this together in a concise, clear, challenging statement of truth. Understanding and saying, not just understanding, but saying. Understanding and saying who He is begins to reveal to us who we really are and activates His Ecclesia energy on the earth. It activates His kingdom-governing power on the earth. It hands us keys... To open any and every door we need to open, it removes barriers between heaven and earth. That would mean principalities and powers, mights and dominions would be removed. This kind of power, this kind of authority, these keys are given to those who know and say who he is. So what we say must be very, very important. Now I want to tell you about a word the Lord gave me Tuesday morning this past week. I wasn't expecting it at all. And then I want to describe to you a vision that accompanied that word. I was praying and I was just asking the Lord about what he was saying before Pentecost Sunday next week. Lance, again, he's going to be here. It's going to be an awesome weekend. And I said, what are you you saying? What do you have to say? What, What are you saying to us about these upcoming days? What's happening in the spirit realm? And I heard what was unusual at first to me, probably will be to you as well. I heard the Lord say, the American government... And the culture it promotes is a cake not turned. I, I, I thought, what does that have to do with a new era of Pentecost? Not that he has to tell me anything, he can say whatever he wants and often does. But uh, a new era of Pentecost that I believe is going to go worldwide. But, of course, it was going to lead me somewhere that I'd never been. And then Holy Spirit took me to these verses that I just read to you in Matthew chapter 16. The American government and the culture it promotes is a cake not turned. Well, that had my attention and I instantly knew he was referencing a statement prophesied by Hosea in Hosea chapter 7, though I had no idea where he was going and I, I, I was not connecting any dots at this point. Hosea 7 has to, has to do with the nation of Israel following the ways of the tribe of Ephraim Although in this case, Holy Spirit was using America this time in place of the tribe of Ephraim. God says there through Hosea, the nation has turned to other gods. At this point in their history, only a remnant was serving God and Hosea was one of them. And here are a few points in the prophetic word... Uh, from the Message Bible, Amplified, New Living, and others. Here's a few of those prophetic points in Hosea 7. The prophecy was, the nation has permitted religious whorehouses prostituting my words. That's the start. In other words, they are compromising what I say They are changing what I say. They are distorting what I say. They are liberalizing what I say. They are prostituting my words. Also, it's sowing wild oats. Now it's time for their harvest. They are sowing tares. Tares, remember in Jesus' parable, the enemy come in and sowed tares. Tares among the wheat. Tares are a poison. If you eat it, it can really make you sick, even kill you. Someone is polluting uh, our nation. A part of the prophetic word was, every time I wipe the slate clean, you fill it up with new sins. You're two-faced and double-tongued, never taking into account, I know your crimes and I will expose them. God promises He's going to expose some things, and I personally believe you're in that season right now. He's going to expose some things. He'll do it when He's ready, but He's going to do it. Some of your leaders entertain in an evil circus with acrobatic lies. Holy Spirit can be quite descriptive. They twist the truth like an acrobat in a circus. They lead overheated adulterers. They're like wood stoves, red hot with lust for power. Have you ever seen a time when more people were red hot with a lust for power and God then says, no one's paying attention to me but they're about to. Hosea 7, 8. They mingle with pagans. They are a cake not turned. Their hair has turned gray, but they they don't notice. They're losing their awareness of who they are. They lose their awareness of reality. They have become like silly doves without understanding. Bird-brained, Mindless, clueless, chirping and fluttering with their enemies. And they turn here and there like weather vanes. But they refuse to turn to me. They, they change with the wind. Let's go this way. Nope, let's go that way. No, let's go this way. No, let's go that way. Wherever the wind blows, God says, I will cut it down. So God promises he's going to change this, change this vacillating confusion and anti-Christ or anti-God contortions of who he is. Contortion of the truth. Hosea 8, 1, it continues. Blow the trumpet. Sound the alarm. Vultures are circling. The enemy comes in as a great vulture against the house of the Lord. Vultures are circling the church. The nation and rulers have broken my covenants and transgressed my law. Now a cake not turned references something that is half-baked. If you're making pancakes and you don't turn them over, you're going to burn one side and still not get the other side done. I couldn't help but think of, of all the half-baked ideas that have been dispensed in this nation the last few years by our government. I couldn't, think, I couldn't help but think of, of some ideas that are burnt from clouded minds of feckless leaders. Ideas against God's word. It's like trying to eat burnt pancakes. They are ruinous ideas of socialism, of communism, of liberalism, of demonism, of paganism. Anti-God. They're foul-tasting, mindless, clueless, silly, and at times blasphemous. Paying no attention to God and the covenants He has made with us, with America. A couple of weeks ago, we actually had the first American president who actually had a national day of prayer without God, without mentioning God even one time, not asking for his favor, not asking for his blessings, not asking for his help, nothing. What kind of a half-baked idea is that? It's going to burn this nation if the ecclesia doesn't rise and stop that mindset. How can you omit God in prayer? I mean, who are you praying to? Clueless and bird brain doesn't even do it justice. In the name of whoever, in the name of nothing... In the name of just, just, just fill in the blanks or not, or not, in the name of nothing we pray. Some blatant sins are actually sins of omission and omitting God is a big one. Teach America, teach the kids. We are no longer one nation under God. Perhaps there really is no God. That is, that is actually the very definition of a fool. Psalms 14, 1. Also, I begin to think about who, who much of this nation says Christ Jesus is. Who does the culture say He is? Who does the education system say is? Who does media, big tech, business Arts and entertainment, who does some in government say that he is? One lady in our Congress actually said this. If Jesus were alive in our times, I think he would work for Planned Parenthood. No, she did. I heard it. Another definition of fool. Another said... Well, if Jesus were here, he would be for abortion. That is blasphemous, another definition of fool. One member of our Congress recently said, the House House of Representatives, the U.S. House of Representatives, it's not concerned with Christ's will. And just this last couple of days, one in our Congress said, The nation of Israel is a terrorist nation. Forgetting, of course, that Israel is the apple of his eye. And if you curse it, God takes it personal. There are many today who pay no attention to God in his ways. Many today in our nation consider Jesus to be a prophet in history, kind of like Muhammad, but no real difference. Some think, It's offensive to say Jesus is the only way to heaven. He's not the way, the truth, the life. There are many other ways. He's just one way, but not the way. Now, I could go on and on, but I think you know that. You hear it as well as I do. The lunacy is promoted constantly by fools. There's a vicious effort to tear down the foundation of America uh, that America was built on. But, next question, who do you say that I am? Who are you saying I am? Saying is the question. Now, let me explain the vision Holy Spirit showed me at the end of of me hearing this, this word of the Lord... And after pondering this, again, this is kind of unusual, but it seems like I've been living there the last two years. I haven't asked for this. Uh, it's just, well, I, I guess I have because I've said whatever you want. But I've been living in an unusual time of revelation and downloads and visions these last two years, different than any other time in my life. But I saw an aerial view of this house, uh, this building. And I knew that it, it represented all Ecclesias on all 50 states and around the world. And it was like I was suspended way high above the roof and I could see the steeple and, and I could see the entire roof. In four different sections around this building, were four huge PA speaker towers, like a tower of PA speakers. Like you would see at an outdoor concert, uh, but, but I'd never seen this many and stacked this high before. The amps that were powering each speak, speaker tower were also just huge. They were massive. And each tower had its own generators. I zeroed in on on those, those speaker towers and I became aware that they were actually sections of angels of communication, four sections of them. They were forming these PA speaker towers, four sections of communication angels. They were wearing royal blue sashes, or tunics. Now these angels are angels that assist Holy Spirit communication. Holy Spirit showed me that 15 years ago. And I write about it in the first angel, uh, angel book. I believe Gabriel actually leads these communication angels, this division, Uh, Under Holy Spirit, of course, it's always under Holy Spirit. I have to keep saying that, but it's always under Holy Spirit. But I believe Gabriel is the leader of that division, like the general of it, because you often see Gabriel communicating heaven's message to man. You see that in Daniel, Uh, you see that in Zechariah and Elizabeth, you see it in Mary and Joseph, other places these angels help communicate Holy Spirit's outpourings, uh, his, his revival strategies, Pentecost outpourings. These angels help communicate His movements upon planet Earth. They are messengers. They communicate messages of the Holy Spirit to the heirs, or to the sons and, and the daughters of God. They communicate to these heirs who serve within the king's ecclesia. Hebrews 1, verse 14 says, They are ministering spirits, said to minister to the heirs of salvation. That would be us. We are the heirs. Angels are not heirs. The born-again ones are the heirs. So these angels were generating power and they were amplifying the message of the Holy Spirit, and they were helping the message of the king's ecclesia begin to blast forth like a massive supernatural PA system. They were amping up the volume. Again, there were four sections of these angels of communication, four towers on each side. And then I began to feel in this vision, a, a, a wind began to blow and un, in, unusual in that it was coming from all directions and it was going clockwise and counterclockwise. I felt it in my spirit. When that happened, and if you've ever had a vision, you know, it just seems real. I, I don't know how to describe it. It seems like it's really happening. Like if you have a dream and you think, you know, you have a You feel in a dream, this is really happening at at the time. When that happened, the entire roof became one huge mouth. Like the roof wasn't a, a roof, it was a mouth. And as I looked on this scene and began to pray in the Holy Spirit, as I looked upon this scene in this vision, I heard Holy Spirit say this. Behold the proclamations of the king's ecclesia. Their voice is being amplified to proclaim who he is and what he says. Proclamations will be carried by the winds of a new Pentecost in all directions. Their voice of revelation will roar into the nation with ultra Vibrations of energy. It will roar through the nations of the world. Power from heaven is generating a new voice of authority. A voice of authority oversounding the voice of hell's government. Oversounding the voice of ridicule and mocking. Oversounding demon voices. Oversounding the circus barkers. Oversounding lies with truth. Oversounding the voice of fools. Oversounding natural government with my spirit government. For yes, I am pouring out my spirit, says the Lord of hosts, the Lord of angel armies. Yes, my angel armies are amping up with my ecclesias. Yes, the voice of my Kingdom Ecclesias will blast forth truth carried by the fresh winds of Pentecost, assisted by angels of fire. For my true church is moving into a new era of Pentecost, which, in which Holy Spirit turns up the volume. That's the season we're in. He's turning up the volume right now. A thundering voice of authority will now rise from my ecclesia. A thundering voice of power will reverberate throughout the cultures. A trumpeted alarm will sound exposing pagan government that I will cut down. High high sounding proclamations from the mouth of my ecclesia will bring definition As to who I am. It will define who my church really is. Clear identity will be sounded. It will be sounded forth amplified by my kingdom generators, the holy angels. Oh yes, Michael is involved. Oh yes, Gabriel is involved. Oh yes, angel armies are involved. Oh yes, the volume is turning up. And as my Ecclesia see their volume turned up, as they proclaim the definition of who I am, they will see the amplification of miracles. Miracles will turn up. Signs will begin to turn up. Wonders will start turning up. Healings will begin to turn up. The raising voice of my ecclesia sounding forth into the land will open doors with commanding bold authority. They will close doors with commanding bold authority. Reverberating proclamations of who their king really is will clear the air of circling vultures. My angels will assist. It will remove barriers of demon princes, demon powers and dominions. My angels will assist. Words of my purpose declared by my ecclesia will break and destroy demonic structure. My angels will assist. My ecclesias will rise in power and destroy religious prostitution. Of who I am, my angels will assist. It it will bring down the religious whorehouses that openly defy my word, changing it to embrace evil. It will turn up the volume of its voice of authority against iniquity, against evil laws, against demon philosophies, against doctrines of devils, against feckless government, against covenant-breaking, against blasphemy, against the arrogant mocking of my ways. The voice of my ecclesia will now thunder under the anointing of the Holy Spirit as a new Pentecost outpouring begins to activate. It will resound through the darkness, piercing it with words of light, truth, and revelation. It is time for the thundering voice of the true ecclesia says the Lord. is It is time for the amplified sounds of power proclamations assisted by angel armies. It is time for the mouth of my ecclesia to align with mine declaring answers to the confusion with great bold authority. It is time for my ecclesia's voice of triumph to begin to answer the question of who I am what I stand for, who they are, what they stand for. The new era of Pentecost is pouring forth. Revival is beginning to surge. Awakening is soaking the spirit of my heirs. Harvests have ripened. I have built my ecclesia for these times. I have built my ecclesia for this era. I have built it to prevail. Raise a bold, loud voice oversounding the voice of fools. Raise a a voice like thunder and say who I am. It will activate who you really are. So the question... Who do you say he is? What are you verbalizing? Hell has done everything it it could do to try to keep you from doing that. Not who do you think he is. Well, I have a great opinion of God. Great. But he didn't say that. Not who do you think I am. Who do you say? Say it. Say it, 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 The call, The call of the Holy Spirit is to let Him amplify our voice in this Pentecost and proclaim who Jesus is, where we have influence. It's to confront any distortion of who He is. Confront it. This ecclesia here, we are receiving a fresh new anointing to say it. I never thought 30 years ago, 40 years ago, whenever we were going, and I never thought we would be doing what we're doing right now. I never thought I would be doing what I'm doing now. But we are being anointed by the Holy Spirit with an assignment to say it to say it. I try to go other ways and Holy Spirit is like He won't, He just, He stops me. I would have to rebel sometimes, you know, I'm not doing that. We must allow Holy Spirit to anoint us to be a voice. Now that's going to happen in all exilesias in this new era of Pentecost. Oh, that, all of them are going to become a mouth, a voice. A mouth for the king, a mouth for his kingdom. Holy Spirit's coming to anoint, to anoint, to be an amplified voice saying who is, saying what his word says with bold authority, not dumbing it down, Mm -mm. not compromising it, not liberalizing it. No, say it how he says it. Say it how he meant it. He meant what he said. He knew what he was saying in a minute. Say it how he meant it. And say it with Holy Ghost boldness. We're moving into a new era of Pentecost. And one of the strongest traits is the voice of the Ecclesia will become the mouth of the kingdom of God on this planet. A bold voice declaring who Jesus really is and reveal who they are really are. Singers and musicians come please. Now Lord we're asking you for it. We're not running for it. Pour out your spirit. Pour out such a boldness on this house and on all the houses of Ecclesia. Make them a, a mouth of the kingdom overriding, oversounding the voice of demon doctrines. God, do it. Let it be amplified. Come, angels of communication, come. Amplify the voice. Carry it into all the world. Carry it with boldness. Carry it with authority. Carry it forth to say it just like the king said it. Just like he said. Give us that kind of boldness. Amplify it. We pray, God, for the amplification of communication like this world has never seen upon a church. I know it's not just this one, Lord. I know it's on hundreds of ecclesias. Let us begin to see it, Lord. Pour it out. Pour it out. Pour it out. Pour it out. Let it rise, God. Let the voice of the sons and daughters of God begin to thunder throughout this culture. Thunder throughout this nation. Thunder against demon powers. Let the voice of the Lord be heard on this planet through His sons and His daughters. No compromise. No giving in. No saying it politically correct. No liberalizing it. No Reveal the real church. Stand, if you would, all over the room. Reveal it, Lord, in all of the states. Let it happen, God, this Pentecost season. Let it roar. Let a roar of Pentecost come. They heard it in the upper room. There was a sound. There was a roar. It was bold and they came out. They came out of that upper room and they told who Jesus was. This same Jesus you crucified. They declared who the king was. They declared the resurrected living Lord of glory. Let it be, Lord, a voice of clarity, a voice of authority, a voice of power representing who you are.